the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day throughout Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. Glad you're joining us. Coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's, of course. I'm Roger Franklin Williams, joined by Jim Ferraro. Brian King is here of the Orlando Baseball Academy, of course, located in Apopka in the Cooper Sports Complex. And it's great to be with you today. Have a great show. We have a lot to talk about. We'll talk, be speaking primarily about baseball on the show today. And um, Coach McDaniel will not be joining us today. He had a variety of things that he, responsibilities at school. But we look forward to seeing Coach McDaniel and the guys tonight because we will be broadcasting the game versus District Foe Olympia from Jay Barnes Field tonight. First pitch is 7.30 p.m. And the pregame will start somewhere around 7.15 or so. Uh, before we go back, go to Brian go, and Joe. Well, let me just say, uh, Joe, thank you. And thanks, Pete Paquette, Debbie O'Brien, Michelle um, from the Debbie, our hometown program, for all the great work that you did to help uh, make Pete Dunnight a success last Friday night. At yeah, that was Cameron a lot of Field. fun. That really was. That was a total hoot. And I want to thank uh, John Perry for his outstanding coverage in the Apopka Chief. In fact, there's a, a big follow-up article today uh, with some great pictures. I haven't had a chance to look at that yet. Because your picture was in there. That's why I said they were great. <laughs> ah, I made the paper again. But, but of course, um, well, I was really happy to see my teammates and, um, you know, just all the guys that played from the Coach Pete Tonyera, which was an amazing turnout. I think that was 42-plus years ago. Yeah, really. <laughs> that we actually had over half – of the surviving members of our 75 team, uh, district championship team there, which is, you know, amazing. Well, the ones you could find. Yeah, well, well, well yeah, some of them are spread out through the country, all over right. the country. So uh, I'm just saying, you know, 42 years later, to get half the guys on the team, you know. That's pretty impressive. Huge, that yeah. is. That really is. Um, and, again, others would have been there, but they're living, you know, Carlos Avila's in Miami, uh, Kevin Hawker's in Houston. You know, um, anybody who's not on Facebook, you know, I have no idea who, you know, where they might be. And, you know, so anyway, but uh, it was great to see that kind of, you know, incredible turnout for uh, here 42-plus years later uh, to come back and see their, their coach and, uh, you know, relive some great times, actually in historic era. And, of course, starting with Coach McDaniel and Russell, uh, Russell Wombles, of course, the athletic director, they're the ones the, that made it all possible. So it was it was great to um, to be there last Friday. I wanted to share a little bit that about that with our listeners today. It was great, of course, to ha have Coach Dunn join us last Friday on the show. And, um, again, I uh, encourage you to check out the, the stories and pictures from the event in the Popkin Chief today by John Perry. And uh, But right now, we'll come up to date. Now, we want to talk, as, as I said before, primarily about baseball today. But 
there are some other you know big news as well about very other sports and my source is the apopka chief today's edition of the apopka chief and starting with a popular blue darter softball who claimed uh, who uh, you had a huge had a big two to one victory over west orange this week and i know brian is following a softball closely and you know it, of course under the leadership of coach um, mike mcquithy Brian, you know, Apopka softball has been one of the top programs in Central Florida for, for many, many years, decades, literally. But it looks like so far this year they're having one of the best seasons they've ever had. Oh, they've been very, very good this year. And, uh, you know, the, the impressive thing is they've, lost, they've won a lot of one-run games. Uh, and you know what? That's usually a mark of an older team, which the Blue Daughters are not. They, uh, they start four freshmen on the infield, uh, which to me makes that's that unheard. I've never even right. heard of anything like that. Uh, even even a much more impressive uh, um, results for for uh, Mike and his team to have that young of a team win so many close one run games. And I'll, I'll say something relevant to that. Uh, that's relevant to baseball uh, right now. It's like you know, and it wasn't a couple of years ago. Of course, baseball struggling. We'll talk a bit more about that. But they've been playing you know more than their share of one run games. Oh, and, absolutely. And close games. And unfortunately, we've been on the losing side of those. But you know, as we've talked about, we've got the young team. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're, no they're a young team. But what I, the point I was going to make it wasn't only a couple of years ago that you know, of course, and when things don't, don't go well, we don't want to talk. You know, belabor this point but it but it's you know it's true it's accurate it's that there are always people that are going to be naysayers and you know jump off the bandwagon and you know throw rocks at the ship and all that um but it was only a couple of years ago that a similar situation was happening with a popular blue dart softball that's the point i was going to make yeah, absolutely. you know i mean just yep. you, know, you have to hunker down and you know and, and I would encourage people to be supportive. You know, I mean, weather it, the storm. It, well, yeah, well, you're publicly complaining, no matter how you feel personally, and everybody's entitled their personal opinion and their reasons. People have their personal opinions, but it, it, it doesn't do any <laughs> the team or the school, any the program, any good to to go public and get on Facebook and social media and and you, you know air out your your grievances and your your opinions, negative opinions. Um, that doesn't that doesn't help anything. Well, you know, first of all, when people do stuff like that. Um, the, the bottom line to it is, is it's just an opinion that they're getting second or third or fourth hand. Uh, no, nobody knows what goes on inside the, the, the confines of the ballpark right. or, or why things are going the way they are. And so it, it, it is sometimes tough. Um, as, a, as an alumnus, as yeah, a and we, and coach. We have been, we've been coached. Yeah, but yeah it's, it's that one reason I'm so sensitive. That. I've been on, I've been on a coach. Right, I've been yep. on the side, the side of it. I mean, it's, yep. it, 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 it's, it's, it's brutal. It's tough. I mean, coaching is a tough enough job when you're winning. <laughs> tough, coaching is a tough enough job when you're winning championships. But, man, um, you, you don't know, need to be verbally beat what, up what, by everybody. It, exactly. Yeah, but when you're losing, yeah. it, it, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's unbelievably tough. And, you know, I think I wish people would, you know, more people would, would would be a little bit more sensitive to that. A- absolutely. And it, it's hard for me to stand around and watch the guys say they support the Blue Darters and then run run a program down because you're not really being supportive of what it is. You're being a front runner. And the only reason I even brought it up you know, at, the, at this particular moment was because, as I said before, just a few years ago, a popular Blue Darters softball was, and Coach McQuithy were going through exactly the same thing. If not even, I would say that that experience was even more more difficult than than you know than now with with baseball. But absolutely. The point is, you know, 
administration expressed obvious support for for, for Coach McQuithy. Yep. You know, he, he continued to hunker down. Everybody, you know, the people that ma- yeah, that mattered, matter. the decision yep. makers, yep. rallied around That's him right. and supported him. And, and now look where we are. Absolutely. So anyway, yeah, you know, and, you know, Brian. At one point, I know we were a pop softball was ranked number one in, in Class Nine A. I know since that, you know, that we did lose a one-run game, a close two-to-one game to Lake Brantley, which is certainly no disgrace because they've got another elite. They have an elite program, and they've got another outstanding team this year. They do, I believe. Um, I checked early in the week, uh, the week that they got beat, and they were still ranked number one, and I believe they're still ranked nationally as well. It's amazing. We'll continue to look forward to continuing to follow the progress of Apopka Blue Darter softball. And then once again, another similar situation as baseball is the particular district that we're in specifically. And then softball in Central Florida in general is, is some of the best, if not the best, in the entire country. No doubt. No doubt that, that right here in this district we're playing the best people. And the teams we're playing, West Orange, who we defeated most recently, Lake Brantley, you know, some of the others I'm not mentioning are, are, are literally some of the top softball, high school softball teams in not only in Florida but, but in America. Also want to give a shout-out to a popular Blue Darter volleyball. They're having an excellent season. In fact, they had a most recently uh, at press time had a, a record of 16-6, and six, and they're going to capture the number one seed in, in their uh, you know, next tournament. Nice. The straight championship tournament. You know what? It, it, winning breeds winning, and there, there's, there's no doubt to me that, a, that uh, winning and losing are, are learned traits. Uh, and, and I think that goes not only from sport to sport, but from school to school. Um, you know what? When, when, when your clubs at the school are, or some of your clubs are being successful, it leads other clubs uh, to try to keep up. And, and you know what? It's, it, we're all competitive in athletics. And um, I, I think the more winning that your, your school can do, uh, the better situation it makes for the entire building. It's contagious. It is. Yep. And once again, I want to remind everybody we'll be broadcasting. Joe and I will be out at Jay Barnes Field tonight for the Apopka District home game versus visiting Olympia. And it's all presented by Dr. Andre Baptiste and Baptiste Orthodontics. In fact, Dr. Andre Baptiste will throw out the first ball nice. tonight, the first pitch. And hopefully we maybe we can entice him to come on up and join us for an inning or two on the oh, broadcast. Oh, I'm, I'm sure we could do that. You've got skills. <laughs> You do too. <laughs> so so um, now, Brian, can you just why don't we um, share a little bit about you know, you know about, about this baseball season thus far, and, and like to get your your insights because I know you go you go to most of the games. And of course, you're a former assistant coach in the program, and former player. Oh, absolutely. And you know, you, you just your heart just feels for them because they're kind of snake bit. And uh, again, when you have such a young club, um, sometimes the kids don't react like you hope they will. Uh, because they haven't been through it, um, especially in the state of, of youth sports today, um, it, it's hard to find many youth programs that hold kids accountable. Uh, you know, we're we're in a smiley face world where where we don't want anybody to get their feelings hurt or um, you know feel like they did something bad. Well, you know what? Sometimes you do. Sometimes the work that you do is not good enough, and you got to be told, hey, you know. And so, again, I think it's a learned trait, and Mike's going to get it squared away there. Um, I think they're probably having a little bit of trouble um, gathering up uh, recovery from, from some of these tough losses. Um, and I, I think that strictly has to do with youth and some leadership. And um, 
you know, uh, it, it looked, again, a little bit. I wasn't over there Wednesday at Olympia, but, but the game was 0-0 into the fifth, and then or well, three to nothing. I guess, I guess the Olympia got three in the first, three to nothing, and, and then they got the ship right a little bit, and then it kind of fell apart at the end. And again, that just yeah, goes similar thing with Melbourne yeah. last Friday. Yep. That was a beautiful game for five innings. Yeah, it sure Garrett was. Garrett Brewer was pitching a beautiful game. Yeah, had a you know shut out um, nothing to nothing into the sixth, and you know they hit us with a big inning in, in the top of the sixth. Yep. But you know, I, I I agree, Brian, and I you know I think Rodney Brewer had the perfect uh, you know. Uh, comment on I saw on Facebook uh, over the past week, and he said we've just gotten on the wrong side of the baseball gods right now. Right. You know, I don't think you know, I don't think you could say any better. And, and and let me, you know, I don't think there's a, a more uh, well, there's not a better authority right. <laughs> on the Absolutely. game of baseball in the popka than than Rodney Brewer, former major leaguer, first team All American at Florida, and, and of course you know his, his jersey's on the side of the, the stadium out there, Jay Barnes Field, for what he did at a popka. But um, I think that's exactly what's happened, you know, and we, you know, we know, and maybe baseball seemingly even more so than, than most sports, is is once you get in that trough, if you will, of, I mean, you can, you know, play a, a, an excellent game. And I've, I've been there as a player, as a coach. You can play well. You can you know, do most things right. Um, you get a, you, but you're, when your pitching's doing well, the, the hitting's not there, and you lose a close game because you don't hit. Yep. Then when you when you hit the ball, your pitching breaks down. You lose because of that. Yeah, absolutely. You play a close game, and you might make one error or, or one mental mistake. Well, that that's the, that's the play that loses you the game, and and that's kind of where we where we are right now. Once you get in that trough, um, you know, once you get on the wrong side of the baseball gods, it, it's tough to to get at to, to get it you know get on the other side of it. Especially in this district again. And there's just no, uh, you, you, there's no easy games. There's no easy days uh, in this district, and, um, and and on top of it, we're playing a very you know tough. We're playing the top teams in the state of Florida and even around the country based on the turn, you know, the tournament out in Pensacola. Absolutely. Well, friends, we're uh, up on our getting close to our first break, coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. We encourage you to come up and join us today. Brian King is joining us in person. Joe Ferraro is here, of course. And we look forward to uh, being back with you tonight from Jay Barnes Field, where we will broadcast the big district game versus visiting Olympia from Jay Barnes Field, first pitch 7.30 p.m., presented by Baptiste Orthodontics. And Dr. Andre Baptiste will actually be throwing out the first pitch tonight at Jay Barnes Field. Before we go to break, I want to remind you that our friends over at Fortador Solutions support Popka Blue Dart Baseball, Blue Dart Sports Central, and all the programs right here on 1520 WBZW. We'll be right back. From it's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central, coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's, downtown Apopka, having a great day at Porky's, and we invite you to come up and do the same. In fact, they're, they're already lining up to get their weekend started off just right at Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, 256 East Main Street which is also known as Highway 441. Joined by Joe Ferraro, of course, by Brian King is joining us today. We're talking primarily about, about Apopka baseball, but we've also talked a little bit about Apopka softball, who are having an outstanding year. In fact, ranked number one in Class 9A in the state of Florida. Also, Apopka volleyball has had an, an excellent 16-6 and six regular season record. 
when they claim the number one seed in the upcoming district championship tournament. Also, a couple of nice victories for Coach Matt Hooveris in the popular Blue Daughter flag football. Victories over Spruce Creek and Evans. And uh, before we go further, I want to remind you that our program is sponsored by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com. And let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain supports a popular Blue Daughter Athletics and is proud to have been voted best chiropractor for now 10 years in a row. Let's go back to Brian King and, and Joe. Now, Joe, Brian, you know, it's great to have you here as a resource about baseball. Can you tell us a little bit about the background of some of the players? You know, it's great. We had uh, um, Rich uh, Lutfring joined us. Actually, he was one of our, our guest analysts, the first guest analyst a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. It was great to have him because he had so much background about the players. He's watched those guys play travel ball and play youth baseball and was able to flesh out some of the personalities and, you know, the, the aspects of their game and a little bit about their background. But uh, just tell us a little bit about, about this year's team. Well, you know, the, again, the, having so many young guys, it, it just makes it really tough. Um, and, again, you know, people talking about young, there, there's a mental part of it and, and the mental struggles. And, and, and even from what I understand from Coach McDaniel, it's a lot of the, 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 more, the seniors that are playing, um, don't have, some of them don't have a lot of experience. Right. I, I, think the only, I think there's only one senior that plays the majority of the time, and he's a first-year starter. Um, at second base and so you know again it, it's the the strain of competing like this again um, because in youth sports uh, we've gone away from the emphasis of winning um, and, and the community leagues have started to dissipate with the travel industry um, there's always another game the next day and, and it's, it's not till you get to the high school level where somebody says hey you know what winning's important Winning is 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 they they keep score for a reason, and and to me that's a life lesson as well. I mean, as an adult, if you don't win at your job every day, you get fired. And it, com, com, competition is very very important. Um, I, you know the 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 positives to it is that there's a lot of uh, kids on this team that are Apopka kids. They've grown up in Apopka. Their their dads have played at Apopka High. Um, They've supported Apopka High all along. Again, you know, it's funny having Pete, um, seeing Pete last week. Uh, I still talk to Chip Gerke on a regular basis. And I was just telling somebody the other day, me and my best friend, David Brown, from the time we were in the third or fourth grade, our parents, we went to every Friday night football game, home or away. We went to the baseball games. Um, Dave and I were the, and Mike were the basketball managers on the basketball team when we were in the sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Um, and so, you know what, there's, there's some real importance in that, I think. And uh, Mike's got some guys whose, whose families are Apopka people, and I think they're, they're going to be fine as, as it continues to grow. Let's just talk about some of the specific players and guys that you know we can expect to you know to to play well through the rest of the season. And you know, and I would like to throw in too. I mean, there's still a lot of baseball to be played, and of course, when you go into the postseason, everybody starts zero zero all over again. So uh, that's one more thing I would you know encourage everybody to, to maintain positive attitudes and uh, you know and, and not try to figure it all out. You know, I mean, it's uh, the next game uh, oftentimes can be, and oftentimes it's dramatically different than the last game or even the, what's been happening over the course. Of a season so um but i'd just like to ask you know, get your insights on some of the specific players now of course um 
when you know, you know Matt Prebisk is a guy that you know, I'm interested in. Of course, his I know his parents, and you know, used to go to church with his parents. Uh, you know, but that, it's been exciting for me to see him develop. And I you know he came into the season as a, already a highly touted player, even though he's still just a sophomore. Oh, absolutely, he's got unbelievable ability. Uh, you know, I believe he's verbally committed to the University of Florida. Um, which at, at that young of an age tells you, hey, you know what? He's got skills. So again, it's not lack of skills. Uh, he'll he'll figure and he's it a out. He's starting and, right fielder and generally. pitches some. Absolutely. You know, I left out uh, the the one guy I left out, and it's it's uh, not not uh, on purpose. But you know what? The, the shortstop Garrett Ford has been in on the varsity for four years, um, and. Um, you know what, it, it, you feel sorry for him because, you know what, I, I know he's doing everything he can to, to get him in the right direction because he's been there when it's been good. Um, you just feel sorry for, for the, his situation uh, that, that his senior year has, has gone south like it has. Um, again, you got uh, another – So, like I said, still, still more baseball to be played too. So, uh, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. I, I, you know, and, and Sonny Wise was a little different. He liked to win 20 games and make sure they end. But I used to tell him all the time, you know what? I don't want to be good in February. That doesn't do us any good. I, I want to be good at the end of May. I mean, at the beginning of May and run yeah, through, a little, through May. Yeah, a little bit different, more of a microcosm analogy. But Coach Darlington frequently lost the first game of the season right. during the time we've been covering him. You know, That's the true. team, in yeah. fact, uh, you know, uh, wound up, I think, won at least one, if not two state championships after losing the first game of the season. I know, I, know, I know got to at least two state championship games after losing the first regular first season. Game of the, yep. And, uh, you know, I mean, you got Garrett Brewer, whose dad was a big leaguer uh, and grew up here. I mean, there's nobody more popular than Rod and Bob. Uh, you know, they had a sister that went to school here. And, and Gary's a, Garrett's an interesting player. He's a, a pitcher and, and a first baseman, a left-handed pitcher and first baseman. Yep. And, again, I think he has, has unlimited. A sophomore, correct. Sophomore, yep, unlimited ability um uh zach weaver's played a little bit more here uh the last couple three weeks and he's just a junior uh his mom uh taught and uh was an administrator here at apopka high Uh, his dad taught here at apopka high for a little bit he plays first base as well yep yeah let's kind of go down the 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 lineup from melbourne just uh throughout to you insights for, for some of these guys now also, a guy that um, you know, would like to mention specifically, uh, Kevin McGrath. He had the big, had a big grand slam home run, you know, against uh, I believe West Orange. Yeah, that was very impressive. And actually put us yeah. ahead in that game. Yep. And um, you know, unfortunately, we ended up. You know, that was one of the games where the pitching didn't hold up, you know, uh, out of the bullpen. But um, still, that that was a huge element. That's the kind of effort that it's going to take to get to get back on the right side of the, the baseball gods. No doubt. And just like I said, I mean, there's still so much to be done. I mean. The, the district tournament is is a complete toss-up because any of the, the first four teams can beat the other four. Um, and, you know, that's what you just got to keep grinding away because um, somewhere one of these mistakes that you made in one of these regular season games, that same situation will come up again in the playoffs. And um, if you've learned from it and you've gotten better, you, you won't make the same mistake and the, the game will flip. If, you've, if you're pouting, um, frustrated because it hadn't gone your way and you didn't, you didn't take those situations into um, a learning situation, then, then it'll happen to you again and, and, and everybody will go, well, what, what, what happened? What happened? What happened is, you know what, you, you let what happened yesterday affect what happens today. 
and that's going to get you beat every time. Yeah, that's, I think that's a key point. I think one of the most important points. And um, sometimes we forget as adults that um, you know kids are, are learning. You know, haven't maybe developed that that the philosophy that that wisdom yet. You know, because I even look back to myself as a player. I mean, today and eventually. <laughs> During my uh, time playing men's softball, you know, about 10 years after I got out of high school, developed an attitude, okay, you, you make an error, which is, you know, rare in the first place, but still, um, it's like, take it off. I mean, it's it's, it's ancient history. Don't even yeah, think about it. Don't Just, let it stay in your head. Think about what you did to make that mistake. Why did you make this mistake? Okay, all right, we'll correct that. Go forward. Don't even. Th- but, but I, I remember as a player, would make a misplay or something, and, and just get down in the dumps, get morose. You know, oh my God, I made a mistake. Oh my God, if you, know, we might not win this game now. It, 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 but it's, it's easy for you know for kids to. It's easy for guys in the major leagues to think like that. Absolutely. I mean, just just look at uh, Chris Davis with the uh, Baltimore Orioles, who's 0 for 65. I saw all four of his bats last night, and you could tell he looked like he was trying to hit with two hands wrapped around his throat and his feet tied together. <laughs> He's got no chance to succeed like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, I really no feel chance. for that guy. In fact, I'm glad you brought that up briefly, just to, just to just to make an editorial point. And you know, I heard a couple of guys. I wouldn't even say these people rise to the level of of guys. They, they weren't guys. <laughs> they, they were they were voices on the radio this morning. Um, and uh, you're making fun of the guy. And I'm like, you know, this. and they were on a so-called sports station, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah, and I'm absolutely. like, you know, these guys obviously know nothing about sports in general and nothing about the game of baseball. You would, they would not be making fun of a guy mired in an 0 for 60 slump. You mm. know what I mean? I mean, I couldn't, you know, because as soon as I heard this, I mean, I'm like, my heart goes out to the guy. And I'll tell you one thing about him. Two things you, you just mentioned. It, obviously, his head is so messed up now. That's all he can think about 24-7. Probably not even getting sleep tonight right. at night. But then the other thing, I'll guarantee you, if you look at all of these bats over the course of this slump, he's hit some, some great balls. Yep. But one of, one of the characteristics of being in a slump is every hard ball you start to hit is always right at somebody. Yep. Uh, so anyway, my point is, you know, players, you know, whether they're – Doing well, doing not so well, winning, losing. Because you know, to play long enough, you're going to be on all sides of that equation. Uh, are not to be objects of ridicule. I mean, and, and no. you know, and particularly when you hear people on a so-called sports station um, making fun of the brave men and women, the brave boys and girls in the arena competing and risking failure. Um, you know, you, you, and somebody making fun of you know those people or. You're making light of them or using his fodder for you know stupid jokes or whatever. That just tells me uh, you know, that, that person has no credibility, basically. Correct. In Correct. terms of sports, but but you're, but you're right. You know, it's it's such a mental mental game. You know, I mean, and um, so, you know, and, and, and it's it's easy to press. It's easy to try too hard in baseball. And, but to get back to what we were talking about, yeah, the the, the thing that uh, you, uh, you know, I'd encourage anybody playing the game at any level. And again, it took me so long. It took me a long time to figure this out, and I certainly hadn't figured it out by the time I was a senior in high school. Is is if you make a mistake of any kind, you know, just try to learn from what you did wrong, and then then forget about it, and, and, and clean slate, move forward. Oh, uh, you know, and again, it, it's not easy. You know, both of us played for guys who who were unforgiving, um, and and so. I, well, I, well, one I thing I'll say didn't. about Dunn, though, I was thinking about. It. I don't want to get you know too much into various philosophies because you know. Coach McDaniel has his philosophy and does his things well, and he knows what he's doing. And he, you know, he's, and I don't even know enough to know, you know, exactly what, you know, what he, a lot of what he does. But I, but 
Gunn was was very low pressure. I mean, it was like, you know, he was very, he didn't use the word process, but very much like Coach Williams. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't specifically use the word process, but he was very, just do the right, play play smart, play hard, execute the fundamentals, and everything is fine. Everything will will, will be fine. I mean, that was, was, you know, he never, you know, talked to, even talked about winning so much. I mean, but back in those days, it was different because every, every, you didn't really need to talk about it. Everybody was so self-motivated that every, we all, you know, we were all out to win. We were all wanted to, 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 to to be good and to win games and all that. But, but, but Dunn was definitely not, not any kind of a high pressure coach at all, but, but he did stress the fundamentals. He did stress carrying yourself the right way, you know, being a classy ball player, um, but mainly just playing smart. He was a big advocate for, for playing smart. And if you, if you do these these things, you know, things, things are going to work it. Things Absolutely. are going to work out. Yep. And stressing too much over it can, again, can cause, a, you know, can be, you know, counterproductive. Right. Make it, make it uh, worse double-fold. Absolutely. Friends, we're talking Blue Darter baseball, among other sports, on Blue Darter Sports Central. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. encourage you to get on up here and get your weekend started off just right at Porky's. We'll uh, be right back in just a moment. Before we hit the break, I want to remind you, we'll be at Jay Barnes Field tonight. First pitch is at 7.30. Join Joe and I for the pregame at 7.15 p.m. right here on 1520 WBCW. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back. Blue Darter Sports Central coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. I'm Roger Franklin-Williams, joined by Joe Ferraro. Brian King is joining us today of Orlando Baseball Academy. And we're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. We encourage you to come on up and get your weekend started off just right with lunch at Porky's on Friday afternoon. We're talking primarily Blue Darter baseball. And using that, it's great to have Brian King here. Of course, he's got a long history with Apopka specifically and Apopka Blue Darter sports and Apopka Blue Darter baseball. In fact, Speaking of long history, you know, it's multi-generational, at least, what, fifth generation or sixth generation Apopka family? Apopka family, yep. And, in fact, uh, you know, Brian's mother, this is uh, this old guys, old, old school, not old, but old, <laughs> of course not old, but old school Apopka Blue Daughters remember that Brian's mom was the head cheerleader in 1962, 61 and 62, which was the year we won the state basketball, basketball championship. Yep, absolutely. Then, of course, his dad, Coach Phil King, was a former athletic director, outstanding athletic director much beloved figure in, in a pop blue daughter sports so anyway and of course brian's got his own great legacy a former assistant coach football and baseball assistant coach at apopka and now in more recent years he's had to lend a baseball academy one of the highly respected uh, baseball academies in the state of florida which is actually uh, you know, despite the name is actually located right here in apopka at, at cooper sports complex i'm very excited to be in there it's a beautiful building and a lot of stuff going on very fortunate to have uh, have have been able to get in there and uh, um, provide a popka with some extra baseball and softball um, instruction and place to get some work in now what can we um now i'd like to while we have you here today brian i'd like to take advantage of this wealth of experience that you have uh, in the program and 
maybe you know, talk about some some of the old days and maybe get some of your insights into you know I'm sure you've got a lot of great stories from, from back in the day uh, when you were you're both a player and, and an assistant coach in the program but before we do that I want to go down this list of and, and get your insights on some more of our players and and friends listeners we're, I'm just I'm going down the lineup primarily the starting lineup with a couple of other guys additional other guys from the Melbourne game so that's if you're wondering why I'm mentioning some players and not all well there's 25 or 26 guys on the roster we can't mention all 25 or 26 of them right now on this show but I do want to hit some of the the guys that started uh, you know the, the Melbourne game and and got to play a little uh, other there as well and so we've talked about Garrett for a little bit um, like to uh, we've talked about Zach Weaver a little bit Matt Previs um, Zach Lindsay a little bit we've talked a little bit about Kevin McGrath and Garrett Brewer but, uh, Dylan Moore is the center fielder this year and and he's uh, you know was hitting second in the lineup against Melbourne uh, tell us a little bit about Dylan you know uh, Dylan another a popular kid his his whole family uh, went to school at Popka his his aunts and uncles his dad um, He's a, he's a really, really talented outfielder, uh, plays really hard. Uh, he's a tough kid. And um, you know what? Uh, again, just being a sophomore, uh, I, I think that uh, he'll, he'll get it this, this experience here this year. will help him tremendously. And um, uh, his toughness, uh, and he's got some leadership qualities that uh, you'll see good things from him as the, as the years continue. And now Jose Class Jr. is uh, oftentimes the starting catcher. You know, Sofer catches sometimes as, uh, as well. But uh, you know, tell us a little bit about Jose Class. You know, Jose's a physically strong and good-looking kid. Uh, he can play multiple positions. He's got a tremendously strong arm behind the plate. Um, and uh, he's got pop. And, again, he's another young guy just, just in the 10th grade. Uh, so just imagine what we've talked about. If these guys were playing JV baseball where they probably should be, how, how good they would be. They wouldn't be 5-12 uh, and 12 or whatever it is. Um, you know, again, you're just asking guys to do some things that they're not physically capable of right now, playing against guys who are 19 years old, grown men almost. I, I want to jump in and make a comment about that too briefly. I definitely want to keep it brief because it's not super flattering uh, from a personal level. But, you know, when specifically me, I and I know you, of course, with your great vast experience as a player and a coach um, and as leader of a baseball academy and um, you and I, I'll mention just you and I specifically right now and, and, and me, uh, you know, which I normally don't like to talk about myself, but um, um, is say, well, okay, it's a young team and, you know, we're not just – talking you know bromides here we're just not you know repeating what somebody else is saying out right. there which basically is what you'll hear mostly on yeah. <laughs> in the media but but that comes from personal experience i started as a sophomore i struggled as a sophomore i did not have a good year as a sophomore and thank god there was no facebook and social right. media yep. back in those days yep. but, but there was talk about it there was talk about it um but having said that, you know, I came back my junior and senior year, and I'll just, uh, you know, won't belabor the point, but let's just say I did, did a lot better in right. <laughs> junior, senior year. Right. Um, and ultimately, you know, a lot of us started as sophomores. We started five sophomores, you know, my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. um, other sophomores were on the team, made the team over seniors, over, you know, you know seniors and juniors. And, um, and those guys got a lot of playing time as well. And by the time we were seniors, we had one, literally won a district championship, made the state quarterfinals, had literally a, a team that was celebrated last Friday night, 42 years later. Years later yep. uh, but uh, that's, that's, I'm just talking about 
experience from what I've experienced myself. I mean, when right. we're saying that younger players, when you're playing a younger team, and again, it's not brain surgery. Most most astute fans um, that know know the game and know sports already know this inherently already. So I guess we're kind of you know <laughs> preaching to the choir here. But but really, you know. Um, the fact that the team is young, that we've got a lot of sophomores playing, that we've got a lot of juniors and seniors that, that haven't had a ton of experience, that that is relevant to, to your win and loss record. Yeah, you know what? Again, you're talking about a guy coming in in the ninth or 10th grade is 14 or 15 years old. There's, there's no getting around that. that. That's how old he is. You know, in today's society, um, a lot of people get held back for athletical reasons, not academic reasons, but strictly to be 18 and a half or 19 or 19 three months and be finishing their high school careers and um, those guys who are, are 12th graders even a 17 year old is much more physically adept than a 14 or 15 year old and um, you know again you talk about a lot of those sophomores playing and, and we had a few in our time uh, Brett King was a sophomore Zach Grinke Kyle Patrick uh, Jeffrey Chrisan just yeah, about I, I, I six don't know years if you ago. Use Grinky as, as an example. Yeah. He's, <laughs> but say he's an he's an outlier. A, absolutely, yeah. but, he probably could have started as a fifth, as a fifth grader. Exactly, but but you know what? He played some in left field yeah. to begin with his freshman year and worked his way in there to shortstop and 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 he was really good as a ninth grader, but nowhere nearly as good as a ninth grader as he was when he was in the twelfth grade. You know, in the twelfth grade he was almost unhittable, and when he wanted to hit a ball. Over the outfielder's head, he got locked in and did it. He could do it sometimes when he was in the freshman, but not not like he could when he was in the twelfth grade. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, Adam Sofer. Of course, he was a DH, started at DH versus Melbourne, and uh, he also catches sometimes. Can you tell us a little bit about Adam? You know, he's got a chance to play here a little bit more here as the season has progressed. Uh, again, another young kid. Um, he's a junior. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's got an older brother who played in the program when it was really good and, and uh, some understanding of how important a popular baseball is in the whole community. And, again, I, I think you'll continue to see the growth. Um, again, you just start talking about the most important positions on the field in baseball are shortstop and catching. And you're talking about their two catchers are being a sophomore and a junior. Those are supposed to be the guys who already know everything, can tell everybody else what to do. And, again, underclass guys, man, that's just a tough role mentally because they still got to take care of their own stuff. They still got to hit. They still got to play defense. And now you're asking a guy who's 15 years old or 16 years old, hey, listen, take care of your stuff too, but also run the team and know what everybody else is doing, hold people accountable. Man. That's a big responsibility. It is. Now, I'd also like to talk, you know, we, we talked a bit about Zach Lindsay correct before mm-hmm. the break who started left field versus melbourne talked about mcgrath and his grand slam against west orange uh, Vinny cotroneo i hope i'm getting his name right actually started at second base versus melbourne of course uh, nico santulo has started most of the games at um second base and we've talked about him you know he hits at the top of yep. the lineup uh, but tell us a little bit about Vinny. you know uh, Vinny's another young guy only in the 11th remember, he made grade a, and, made a good play on defense early in the game he, too there yep, i remember yep uh, I think he's very, very solid uh, defensively. Uh, he needs to probably get a little stronger. Um, but, again, you're talking about a young guy. And uh, when he's had a chance to play, I think he's played very well for them. 
And uh, Nico, the regular second baseman, again, he, he's one of the two seniors that play most of the time. But this is his first. He played very sparingly last year as a junior. And so, I mean, it's almost like he's an underclassman as well. And I remember Santillo was really hot here in the early in the in season. In early, yep. At, he at did, the leadoff yep. spot. I mean, he was, he was on base almost every time there for, yep. for several games there. Um, now, also, I do want to mention Wesley Luckfring. And he started his share of games as well. And, um, you know, I know he's had a little arm you know, difficulties. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually he got in as a courtesy runner and did a nice job. Got, got his uniform dirty very early in the game <laughs> as did. a courtesy runner. Uh, so he was taking advantage of that playing time. But uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Wesley Lutfring. You know, he plays with power baseball in the summer. And it's, they, they got a good program. And he's learning from them. And um, you know what? He's been very versatile and been able to play all three outfield spots for him. And, uh, again, just – the improvement that I think you'll see by the end of the year in the district tournament uh, runs right through those young Apopka players. And uh, friends, if you're listening, if you're just joining us, we just kind of ran down the players using the starting lineup against Melbourne as the players we talk about today on, at this moment, plus a couple of other players as well. Um, but, of course, we always love to talk about all the players on, on, on the lineup. And one of the things that, that I will say that I've noticed about Coach McDaniel that I personally like is he, he, he uh, does a good job of getting all the guys into the game, getting playing time for pretty much uh, most, if not all, the guys on the lineup. And he I, he I, does I an outstanding job of that, absolutely. And building depth, that's a great way to build depth. And, um, you know, you never know when somebody's going to be called on. You know, you never know when somebody's going to go down and when a guy who hadn't played much or played hardly at all is going to be out there in a key situation for you. So, anyway, you know, wanted to to point that out, too. Guys and gals, we're up on our next break. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. I'm Roger Franklin-Williams, joined by Joe Ferraro and Brian King. And we encourage you to listen to Joe and I tonight right here on 1520 WBCW with the broadcast of the Apopka versus Olympia baseball game from Jay Barnes Field, presented by Baptiste Orthodontics. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. We're glad you're joining us today. I'm Roger Franklin-Williams coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. Joe Ferraro is here, of course. We're pleased to be joined by Brian King. Coach McDaniel was had uh, wasn't able to join us today, but of course we look forward to seeing him tonight at the game at J Barnes Field. We'll be broadcasting right here on 1520 WBZW and streaming live on 1520WBZW.com and on the 1520 WBZW app. And John Perry wasn't able to join us today as well, but it's great to have Brian King here with us. And we're talking primarily about baseball, and of course. The broadcasts are presented by Dr. Andre Baptiste and Baptiste Orthodontics. And actually, Dr. Baptiste will be throwing out the first ball tonight at Jay Barnes Field, the ceremonial first pitch. And before we go back to Brian and Joe, I just want to recap a couple of the other sports. And our source is the Apopka Chief and Planner, today's edition. And flag football. Two big wins over the past week versus Spruce Creek and Evans. Apopka Volleyball was able was awarded the number one seed in the district tournament, coming off of a 16, an excellent 16 and six regular season record. And most at press time, Apopka 
This most recent softball victory was a two-to-one victory over West Orange. And those who follow softball closely know that West Orange is a true powerhouse program. In addition to being a, a, a essentially an eternal rival for Apopka in all sports, especially softball. And the Blue Darters are ranked both nationally and statewide and nationally, in fact, have long, long held over a big part of this season, have ranked the number one ranking in Class 9A. Um, so anyway, you know, just while I'm thinking about it, you know, what a great tribute, uh, for, as Brian had mentioned about our overall athletic program, uh, of course, during a big stretch of the regular season basketball season, our basketball team was ranked number one in Class 9A as well during the regular season. So, I mean, how many schools have even one team ranked number one in their classification over the course of this season? We, we've already had two. Absolutely, and a very successful football season. Uh, bowling had another great bowling year. Bowling had another great year. Um, the soccer was good again this year. Um, so it, it's a tribute to everybody at Apopka High School who are involved yeah, in athletics. Mention, of course, Russell, he's the AD, you know. Absolutely. I mean, that's, uh, you know, he's the one that hires the coaches and supervises the whole, the whole, the whole ship. Um, yeah, before we go further, I do want to mention a sad note that's highly relevant to not only Apopka baseball in general, but Apopka Blue Darter baseball. You know, last week, uh, we were saddened to learn that, about the passing of J.C. Hicks. In fact, his funeral service was yet was Wednesday, and I was fortunate enough to be able to attend. You know, J.C. Hicks, in addition to being a, a great advocate for youth sports here in Apopka, was an outstanding player in multi-sports. I know at least baseball, football, and basketball for Apopka. And specifically, you know, we talk about, it was mentioned quite a bit last week in the Apopka Chief by Steve Swartz at, at the introduction for Coach uh, Pete Dunn at Pete Dunn night that our 1975 team, which won the district championship and advanced to the Elite Eight, was the first team since 1949 to win a district championship and to advance that far in the postseason. J.C. Hicks was a key member of that 1949 team. Yep, absolutely. That's very cool. And the one reason I'm particularly saddened uh, about uh, you know his his death is that I'd always wanted to get with him and, and get some insights about that particular team, and I'm afraid he might be uh, might be about the last guy standing from those years. Yep. I'm going to look into it, and do some research. Jack Gillum was a key player on yep. those teams on the um, in that era. Of course, um, Mark Ryan was a key player on that team. In fact, he played some pro baseball. Yep. And uh, Jack Christmas, you know, played, I don't know if Jack Christmas played baseball, but he played football back in that era. And anyway, it was a great bunch of talented blue starters back in that uh, late 40s era. In sure fact, was. Uh, 49 also, um, which I guess it was probably the the fall of 48, you know, that, that school mm-hmm. year, 48, 49, uh, had, a, had Apopka's first undefeated football team as well. Wow. Undefeated with, with two ties. But anyway, it's a, we mourn the passing of a great blue darter and a great champion and supporter for youth sports and a blue darter athletics in J.C. Hicks. Um, Brian, we've got about five minutes to live. Can you share a story from back in your days, you know, as a player, as a coach? I know you've got a ton of them, and yeah, I don't want to let this opportunity pass having you join us without uh, taking advantage of that. Okay, Alan telling us we have three minutes. Well, well you know, the, uh, the, the one of the funniest, funniest stories I can tell you is uh, uh, we were playing over at Deland in the old uh, ballpark there at Stetson until it was turned around. And um, we lost uh, a game one of a doubleheader. Um, and um, 
very, very, very badly. And uh, we threw two balls in the dugout from the outfield. It was just one of those crazy, crazy days. And we gave up like 15 or 16 runs. And um, Coach Wise wasn't very happy with us and made it known in between games. Uh, and we got a chance to come back and, and, and win a one nothing shutout in game two, which was very exciting. But um, you know what? There's, there's just so much tradition. Um, in the in Jay Barnes ballpark, uh, the number of guys who've gone on to play professionally, uh, the number of guys who've gone on to play in the big leagues, the number of guys who've extended their careers into college, um, guys coaching, coaching, um, and again, so many of those guys are still um, whether it's hands-on involvement, but they follow the program. Uh, my brother, who was a good, uh, was an outstanding player there, uh, lives in California. Um, well, that's one of the first things we talk about every every time we talk on the phone is the, the things that are going on at Popka High School. And I think throughout the country, there's people who are, are blue darters through and through because of the tradition, the things that Sonny Wise, Chip Gerke, Phil King, Roger Williams, Pete Dunn, um, Pete Dunn um, back then, Coach Tony right, Cameron, yeah, back yeah, in the day, exactly. And and it's just there's there's so much to Jay Barnes, and and you know what, you can look at the field and see it's older and, and all the things that were at one point uh, top of the line. You know what, it's older, and, but there's so much nostalgia to, to being at Jay Barnes. Yeah, well, now it's developing charm and character. Yeah, absolutely, That's exactly yep. correct. <laughs> Yep. And really, personally, I'm a big advocate of that to meet the older the ballpark, the better, really, if it's maintained in, in, in great condition, and certainly like it is. No and once doubt. again, very good-looking field. One more shout-out to Coach McDaniel. I mean, he puts, pours his heart and soul into making that, that field um, look, look top-notch. People have no no idea how much time the, the players and the staff, the staff as much as the players, put in to making a facility look like that. That's painting pressure washing, picking up trash every night. Yep, and that's uh, that's overall part of having a top-notch program, a huge part of it. Yep. Well, guys and gals, Blue Darters, it's been great to join you today. We invite you to join us from the ballpark tonight at Jay Barnes Field for the broadcast. Joe and I will be right here on 1520 of BCW, presented by Baptiste Orthodontics, and come out and watch Dr. Andre Baptiste throughout the ceremonial first pitch. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.